Welcome to Simple Truth, a weekly broadcast dedicated to the exhortation and equipping of the body of Christ. And now, here's Pastor Terrence Williams and Pastor Mark Wingfield. Hello, 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 everyone. I'm Pastor Mark Wingfield. I'm here with Pastor Terrence Williams, and we are Simple Truth Radio, along with Sam King, the producer of our show. Um, the three of us come together um, on a fairly weekly basis and do some sort of a Simple Truth show. Sometimes it's just a half an hour long cutting edge live stream. Other times it's to cut podcasts, 15 minute segment podcasts on a variety of topics. And you can then listen later on Spotify or on Google or on Apple Podcasts, and we invite you to uh, check. If you're listening live stream tonight, for example, you may not know that we um, actually are found on those platforms, but but, but now that you know, hopefully um, some of you will uh, go and check us out there. If you're listening to us live stream, we appreciate you saying hi in the comment box. We appreciate your comments, Dean, Troy, Linda, Shane, Susie, uh, you know, from our, our last couple segments, you all definitely make the show better by doing that. Um, I will remind any of you listening live stream, if you're listening on my personal page or Terrence's or the First Baptist Church of Grotto's Facebook page, we're not going to see your comments live time. But if you are listening in the Simple Truth Radio page, then we will. Uh, just like Christian Brogan just said, hey, hey, Christian. And so that's 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 the best way to interact with us if you'd like. So, uh, Terrence, this whole business um, of taking Scripture out of context. And, and by the way, um, just Sam, you know, can't see a time on the screen for this particular segment. Uh, so just, uh, you know. Give us a heads up when we need one, um, or we'll just keep on talking. Um, Terrence, this idea of taking uh, Scripture out of context, actually, um, I'm the one that presented this as an idea for a segment tonight, but it was based on something that you had thrown up on Facebook today, um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you made comment of how important it is that we, we, we take Scripture in context, and of course, I think we all would agree with that. Um, and I guess there's a little bit of, uh, you know, the irony that the people that um, often agree with that are still the ones who are taking it out of context. But, but we believe that probably <laughs> for the most part, those of you listening tonight are concerned and you want to be faithful to uh, the context of, of Scripture. And so why is that important? And, and, and maybe you'd like to start the segment by giving us a, uh, an example of a Scripture that is very often taken out of context. Well, I mean, it's very important because, I mean, context, uh, you know, many pastors, including uh, my my bishop, uh, who my late bishop, always talked about the fact that context was king uh, when it comes to scripture, knowing knowing who who it's written to, uh, knowing the, the period, the time period, all those different things uh, involving a scripture. Uh, whether whether it means the same for us, uh, is it a is it a universal truth or promise, or is it directed toward a certain people for a certain time? Uh, things like that are important. Uh, and I'll go to the very I'll go to the main one that gives me a pet peeve, and that's Matthew seven <laughs> one. <laughs> and that's the one that Dean, Dean just uh, quoted there. Um, uh, yeah. So that's funny. And that, that is a big one. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and uh, share with us on that one. Well, and that's the one that uh, saved and unsaved alike. You uh, judge and you should judge not that you not be judged. Yet uh, all throughout scripture, we're, we're commanded to make judgments. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've 
had this conversation with so many people, I've lost count. Uh, Jesus would not have us to pronounce condemnation on anyone uh, because their life is they, they, their life's not over. Uh, even if they're a heretic, even if they're a, a, a false teacher, they could have what happened to Paul. I mean, Paul's a great example of that. You know, persecuting Christians and on the road to Damascus, he sees the Lord and um, his life was changed. So, I mean, God can change your direction. So that's not what we're talking about. Judge Judgment is, you know, examination. You know, we're to examine, we're to weigh things, we're to discern things. And we, you know, all throughout scripture, we're told to do that. Uh, Jesus later on in, in, in later on in that chapter, even clarifies it, you know, judge with judge with righteous intent. Uh, basically however you want someone to judge you should be the measure that you judge them by. So he's instructing us to use grace. He's instructing us to know our own frailty and not just to sit on a high horse and point a finger at someone while we're doing similar things or maybe different things or maybe even worse things in the closet, in the closet than they're doing. So, I mean, uh, that's the heart of the verse, but yet it's used by, I mean, I'm even Tupac, uh, the late rapper said only God can judge judge me. me. Well, you know, that's, I would be afraid, you know, the fact that only God can judge me is kind of scary. God will judge you. God, God will do it. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the classic one. And there are many others. That, that is a I've good got one. a few. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's what we'll do. We'll talk about a couple of those. Uh, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, Dean um, quoted uh, Matthew 7, 1 through 3. I would add 4 and 5 because I think that's important as well. Um, when you get to those next couple of verses, um, uh, Jesus said, hey, you know, you hypocrite, first remove the log from your eye, so then you may remove the speck from your brothers. He is literally telling us, go and judge, but just deal with your own sin first. Okay. And just like you said, that, that's how we would want to be judged. Um, judgment here is not like, just like you said, it's not condemnation. It is uh, helping. I mean, my gosh, if I'm doing something stupid or sinful or uh, arrogant and I can't see it, um, uh, and, and, and you're able to, to, to come with clear conscience because you're not guilty of those things to tell me and help me, I should be thankful. For that kind of judgment. So yes, that verse often uh, taken out of context. I'll give another one. Um, you know, uh, to me, this is something that this week um, in my Bible reading, or I guess last week, maybe at the end of last week, um, that I came across that, uh, that I mean, I just, I think this is a simple one. And there is a difference, Terrence. I think that the, the one you're giving, there are certainly people that innocently um, just misunderstand that and uh, take it out of context. But I think there's probably an awful lot of people that just don't even care about the context. They just, uh, uh, they want to throw that in your face. You can't judge me. And, and, and that's when it really gets wicked, to be honest. Um, but I think that there's instances where verses that people really love, and when they hear just the verse by itself, they can sometimes attribute a meaning to it that, 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 that I don't think is really inherently um, in that context. And they do it innocently. And I'll give you an example. Um, I think that, uh, that one of them you hear often is uh, Revelation 3.20. And I know that people love this verse. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice 
house and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. And I hear a lot of people using that as um, Jesus's invitation for a person to be born again. Now, I don't think that there is, uh, you're not wrong in saying that Jesus uh, does that. But I think in this particular context, if you look at 19, it says, those whom, and then this is the verse before, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Okay. Now, who is it that Jesus loves? Uh, I mean, who is it that Jesus reproves and discipline? Well, the Bible says that he disciplines and reproves his children, right? That God says, I reprove my children. I discipline my children. And so he says, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. All I'm saying is that I believe that this passage in context is really more about a believer who um, uh, needs to repent of some kind of sin in the middle of discipline from God, and Jesus is simply inviting them to do so and saying if they would do so, that of course they can have the right fellowship with him again. Now that, Terrence, might be a little simple one, honestly. Um, but, I, but I do think again that that, uh, you know, we just need again as Christians to, to be as careful as we can to, uh, to, to use the proper context for things. And, you know, somebody uh, the other day told me, well, I still think that that's about salvation. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and again, we know that, that the truth is that, that, that Jesus does invite, right? And, and that is how a person comes to Christ. Um, but, uh, but I just think that that's uh, probably more talking about a person needing to repent. Anyway, that's, that's one that I would say sometimes people probably take out of context. What's another one, Terrence, that, uh, that's on your mind? Uh-huh. A very popular one nowadays uh, is uh, Romans thirteen one. Um, oh, okay. Uh, uh, taken out of context, people would interpret this to mean that we should just blindly follow any political leader or tr- trusting God to work through them. Uh, so, however, what happens when authorities use their power to harm to harm people? You know, so I mean. Again, I, I think the heart of the issue is is that we obviously recognize that God is the ultimate authority and that we ought to uh, trust God and therefore uh, uh, believe that God will God will turn all things to good, together for good, even with bad leaders. Uh, <laughs> but there is there is also there's times throughout history uh, and this this paper I printed out here talks about. Uh, the Christian abolitionists that helped end slavery, Reverend Martin Luther King with civil rights movement, uh, apartheid in South Africa. There are different, definitely times where uh, to be civil disobedient, to have civil disobedience. Uh, Mm -hmm. So again, I I think again, it's a heart thing. Some people would look at this verse and say, you know, well, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to uh, uphold to any authority. Uh, and I don't think that's the heart of the matter that Paul was writing. Uh, uh, so, I mean, that, that can be taken out of context in both directions, yes. uh, yeah. that we would just blindly follow whatever authority tells us or be anarchic, anarchistic, uh, mm-hmm. in the other direction. And so, um, yeah. we, we realize according to that scripture that, uh, those authorities are instituted by God. Uh, the right. position is uh, the it's heart the of the leader may not be God, right. but right. but the position is instituted by God. 
And I think we would all have to agree that uh, that even um, uh, an imperfect um, system where there are uh, authorities over us and things like juries and those things, even imperfect juries are better than no jury at all, even in imperfect uh, leaders over us. Are, and so it's the position, perhaps. Yeah, I, I like that. Thank you, Terrence. Another one I think so are about. You so- um, oh, go ahead. Uh, so are you saying that uh, basically are we in agreement that we shouldn't be saying let's go brand? <laughs> I think we should not be saying that for different reasons. Um, right. I uh, Yeah. You know, I don't think we have to. I think we should respect Joe Biden um, as much as we can as far as the things we say about him. And let's go Brandon. <laughs> which many of you understand what that is actually talking about. I think that most Christians would have to agree that's probably across a line. So, um, <laughs> but we can always hope that he wakes up in the morning and says, I'm done with this mess. And, um, and, 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 and then Kamala would do the same thing because we don't want her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so another passage, I think, um, is taken out of context often by people um, that I would be lumped in with. Okay. And you'll know, you'll understand exactly what I'm saying here when I read it. First Corinthians 13, uh, the second part of verse eight says, well, I'll read the whole verse. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. Now, that is often um, a V verse really used by people that say that the uh, miraculous gifts have ceased today, that uh, the tongues are no longer in effect. Um, and I'll tell you this, Terrence, over the years, as I've struggled some with tongues, understanding the necessity of tongues, understanding why we need it, those kinds of things. One thing I've always uh, had a hard time with is the teaching that I've had from people that I'm supposed to agree with that this verse is saying, well, there's your evidence right there. The tongues are no needed anymore because it says right there that, uh, uh, that, uh, that they'll pass away and they will cease. Well, I just think that that's real bad, um, hermeneutics right there, real bad interpretation and taking that out of context. I don't think that that's what Paul was getting at there. If regardless, even if you think that the tongues have ceased, I don't think this is the verse that you can use. You'd have to find some some other evidence somewhere else in order to make that argument. I think here he's just using that as um, I mean, the, the emphasis on this whole chapter isn't those things anyway. The emphasis is love. And he's simply saying, look, some of these other things are not going to be necessary. And, and, and I think he's talking about probably when we get to heaven, we won't need tongues. We won't need those kinds of things. But love will always be. We will always love. In fact, you know, we'll finally uh, have the full um, expression of love um, in heaven. Right. And so um, and so love will never end while some of these other gifts won't be necessary anymore. Faith won't be necessary. Right. And so, I, you know, yeah. I just think uh, um, to me, this is an example of, uh, again, someone trying to back up a point they want to make and using a verse of scripture that really doesn't back up that point. That's what we're talking about for the most part with take without a context. And we don't really have time uh, for, for many more because we, uh, I don't know, I think we're probably at the end of our 15 minutes. Come think about it since we didn't get the clock <laughs> at the beginning, but, uh, but you know, um, it's important. It's very important. Uh, just as somebody explained, uh, uh, Shane said every Christian should read enough 
scripture to be uh, to be a context study. Well, you know, that's the whole Berean thing, right? You know, be a Berean, look at what the Word says, uh, make sure that uh, that you're not guilty of taking something out of context, um, and because that's very misleading. Um, and 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 really, you know, uh, if you're doing it intentionally, and pastors do this, I mean, I think I've seen pastors they just want to make a particular point and they pick some scripture that really doesn't even have to do with that, and they use it and tack it on there. Well, that's that's pretty bad. It's pretty serious. So Terrence and I would both be against that uh, 100%. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is the end of this segment. Pastor Mark, Pastor Terrence, Sam King, Simple Truth. If you're listening live stream, don't go anywhere. We still have one segment to come. Thank you for listening to Simple Truth. We look forward to bringing you new messages each week. Tune in next week as we hear from Mark Wingfield and Terrence Williams.